Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report here on a Wednesday. It is Dave Sturgio, it is Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 behind the glass here at Chop Studios. We hope everybody's doing good out there. We know that it's uh, the day before Thanksgiving, so people are gearing up. People are starting to travel. People are starting to stuff the turducken and all that good stuff. And uh, you, you got any plans? Anything? Yeah, I just figured it out. After the 48th time I've been told this week, I finally understood what they were saying, and it's we're going to my sister's house. I just don't pay attention to these <laughs> things. I haven't made Thanksgiving plans in my life, I just get told where I'm going and I go. Oh, and so you're a point and click goes. guy. Like, uh, Chris, here. You're, you're yes, here. 100%. What are we doing this year, Mom? Okay, deal. That's it. What do I need to bring? Okay, deal. It gets, but it gets complicated when the families get bigger and people want to start hosting, right? Like, you would have to pry the the Thanksgiving Day dinner out of my father and, and bonus mom's, like, dead lifeless hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't get away from it. But now, you know, my brother's got a new house. I have a house. My, my you know, Everybody's got a new house. So it's just like... Well, that's what we got to spread the wealth. T typically, it's my mother that does everything. And even if we go to my sister's house, guess who's doing everything? Your mother. It's my mother. Yeah. So, yeah. Because she won't let anybody do anything else. It's yeah. called control. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we got a uh, pretty good show uh, in store for you today because it is Thanksgiving. We have three games to talk about. We'll get into that in a little bit. But yesterday, uh, right around midday, it's always these guys, I'm telling you, whether it be James Shiano or, or Tom or some of these guys over at Mojo, they send us these gems. I mean, like they're they're keeping up with all the statistics from Jump Street till now uh, because you want to know where the trends are, how people are moving, which guys to avoid. Uh, you know, just little things about the market that I'm still educating myself on the day to day because, again, well, me, I'm a complete expert. I already I'm I well aware. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> there's so much more to learn for me, but it's been a great time. And look, those things that we were talking about yesterday, it was the the from the Point of the season, the start of the season till now, and it's the top movers on a list. Yeah. Honestly, as I was looking through it, I was expecting to see all bums. And when I say bums, I mean guys that start got drafted in the fourth round. There's a lot of good players on this list. I, I'll, I'll just run through a couple just because, again, these are the guys that you've already supposed to be. When you when you first download that Mojo app, in fact, when, when the Mojo first came around, they were giving you the option like, hey, here's free stock in this and this and this, right? Like, So some of these guys are on that list. And, and some of these guys are superstars. And we're like, okay, based off the, the, the mojo and their market value and basically their bank value, and the superstars don't typically move too much. But these guys moved a lot. And I'm not talking about multipliers because obviously you add the multipliers, it's a whole other world. Um, but I'll start with the guy that's real. First of all, I do want to shout out the biggest mover. He's not a bum by any stretch. Terrence Marshall, by the way, is top well, dog, yeah, I, biggest mover I've since been, the I've first week of the season. I've been having a little bit of, I've been feeling guilty about calling these guys bums for the last 90 <laughs> seconds or so, right? I don't mean it that way. I just mean, I wasn't expecting to see some, not of, household some of the household names right. on this list because it's hard for, in under my opinion or in my opinion it was always hard for a mover a, a guy that's established to move but i'm learning that that's not really the case especially when you factor in the multiplier yeah absolutely so 163% for Terrence Marshall and just last week Rutgers alum were jersey guys over here and i know that Mojo has been uh, invading Rutgers campus over the last couple of weekends Isaiah Pacheco he's up 120% on his year and that you know what Keep your eye on that kid. That boy runs hard, and and that's a, he's a fun guy to watch play on an already high octane offense. But the top superstar to move has made me some coin. It's the, my first investment. It won't be touched. It was multipliers galore. It's Jalen Hurts. He's up sixty seven percent. 
somebody like that, would you consider him? I, I never like to use the word safe when it comes to the market, but like you, you already knew what like the Tom Brady's of the world banked. Is this somebody that you could see in the future? Like he's got a lot of banked value. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to keep going for well, Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I, I think it's going to because when I'm looking through the quarterbacks, we've talked about this, I think, a couple weeks back when we did our quarterback week. I think that Jalen Hurts and I think Tua are vastly undervalued. And I think another season or a half a season, by by offseason this year, if, if if they each make a deep run into the postseason, it's really like when you have a quarterback that takes you deep into the playoffs and puts up the numbers that they're putting up, when we're looking at guys like Josh Allen, we're looking at Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, why not them? You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, why not Tua? He's this guy's eight and zero this year as a starter. Tua was my next on my list. He's up forty percent this year. Jump. It's absurd that they keep on winning football games. And with those receivers, I know that we're talking about Hurts, but I I put them in the same exact category where I just think right now you have guys like Justin Fields that are close to Tua. How? Right? Even even uh, Zach Wilson, who we're talking about, uh, like he's like <laughs> not too far off from Tua. To me, oh, it's that's crazy. gonna crazy. I think he's hit his. You know, yeah, like but to answer your question, yes, I still think there's plenty of room for growth with a Jalen Hurts, even though he's one of the top movers at the quarterback position. He's definitely the top mover that's currently a starter. Yeah. Right? If yeah. not him, it's Tua and him. Tua's but 40%. Know, what was it, Bailey But think Zappi? about that. Think about that. Hurts is 67%. Tua is 27% less. That just goes to show you what Hurts has done in his first year. Because, look, when Tua first came on the scene, he was, like, splitting carries with reps with Fitzpatrick. I wonder if he didn't have that hiccup in the season with the concussion and he had to miss a couple weeks and that was, like, a very publicized thing. I wonder if uh, Tua would be up a little. I mean, I'm sure he would be with this two more games. And I'm sure played. he has to climb the way back up because he yeah, spiked he, down he, when he that did, happened. He did, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, so, Jalen Hurts, knock on wood. I mean, I don't root for injuries, but if something were to happen to Jalen Hurts if, or he tweaks his hamstring. I think Tua, I, I still think Tua is the best buy at the quarterback position right oh, now. Oh, 100%. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, moving down the quarterback list, as a matter of fact, believe it or not, there's two other quarterbacks who were who have won MVPs in this league. Who One of them has won a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is 22% up, and Mahomes is 21% up. These are without multipliers. So it's clearly that the market dictates that these guys are on this trajectory. They're not coming down. I've raised this question to you before about uh, a guy like Lamar Jackson who's about to cash in. You would think, right? I mean, like, I still – there's there's not a weekend that goes by that I'm watching Lamar Jackson play, and I'm like, go ahead, pay him all that money. Go ahead, do it. You know, because he makes one mistake where I'm just like, oh, you know, like how can you give him all that money? But at the same yeah, time, it, mean, it is Lamar Jackson. He's a former MVP. It is Lamar Jackson. He is a former MVP. And at the end of the day, when we're when we're looking at the Ravens offense, for, from now until the end of his tenure, he's going to be the guy that you have to focus on more so than anybody any team in the league that's that's quarterback hungry right now would gladly pay Lamar that money. If Dallas didn't have Dak, they would be on that list as well. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Trust me, Dave. Yeah. Trust me. And <laughs> and to your point about go ahead, pay him all that money. Who are we talking? To? Like every quarterback is getting that money. I you know it's so funny. I actually looked at the the quarterback like hierarchy of payments right now. Like guys well, like Stafford are making thirty five, so, forty so, million a so year. We're so looking like, at what the, are we doing what, here? What people are making at the position. Would you agree that Lamar at least deserves 40 mil, 45 mil? Lamar's going to reset the guaranteed market. The guaranteed market. I don't think he's going to reset the market. The I guaranteed market. How much money that dude gets up front I, and forever. I don't think so because Deshaun Watson did that, and that was like the rest of executives. And that's another one. 
We haven't even seen. I mean, that probably a story we should have been covering. I think we might be covering we'll, the Browns. We'll get game. into that. Next but like week. Deshaun Watson is is. Oh, that's right. He's, it's next by. week. So, but Deshaun Watson is coming back, and it's just like, all right. Wh- however, you feel about the guy personally, it doesn't matter. Guy's a superstar quarterback. You know what I mean? And he's going in there with an Amari Cooper, Peoples Jones, Kareem Hunt. Keep your eye on that stock because right now it's yeah, probably at its lowest. Yeah, for sure. Keep your eye on it, but. I mean, the Browns, their season is kind of in, in disarray right now. They've lost a lot in a row, and they've, they've made yeah. some games close, but, yeah, that season is over. And I do think going forward, Deshaun Watson next year could be the guy. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking at the 22% for Mahomes, 21% out of the other. Who was the other guy that moved? Uh, Lamar was 22. Mahomes was 21. So exactly to the, my earlier point, if you invested in a Mahomes, I wonder what Mahomes has gone up percent-wise per season. I know you could look at it and see he's gone up this amount, this amount in terms of bank value, but you could ima- you would imagine that if you're looking at it and you see the stairway to heaven, I like to talk about Herbert's even though it's kind of stuck a little <laughs> we bit. We fell down the stairs. He really didn't. He's just, <laughs> he stubbed his toe. He stopped walking up. He's just kind of chilling right there. At like the, <laughs> he's on the landing. He's almost he's all like, the way up. This is a great view right here. I, I'm not going to move from this view for just a couple weeks. But but yeah, these are the guys that I feel are the longer-term investments. You're not really looking to make money on Mahomes on a Sunday unless you use the multiplier. But without multipliers, Mahomes still up 20%. It takes a lot of the risk. Takes a lot of the risk away. Even if Mahomes had a, uh, a season-ending injury, much like Tom Brady did it around year five, year six in his career, it wouldn't matter. He would bounce back. There's no way that anybody's not going to be dying to take on Mahomes. That means the Chiefs first. And if it ever did go go south with any of these top five, ten quarterbacks, they're going to get another chance and then another chance. So, Is it weird that like we have football minds and we remember things, nostalgia, right? Is it weird that I still remember to this day Tom Brady's injury, like what it looked like as far as like. It was against Kansas City, by the way. Yeah. Because Kansas City Chiefs, for whatever reason, lower body injury for for, uh, Brady, they have, like, stairs to get to their locker room. Like, it was, like, a weird – I'm, like, sitting there, like – you're putting Brady down the stairs right now? He just hurt himself. Yeah, I don't no, know it's why. Not weird. I'm a psycho with that I stuff. mean, it's Tom Brady's, the, the major injury that he suffered. He's the That's best it. quarterback yeah. in And then he the got a bionic leg. He's just, like, remember. a reinforced steel. Like, he's, he's fine. Um as far as the other positions are concerned, Saquon Barkley, obviously. We've watched him do what he's doing this year. Healthy right now. He's up 17% since the start of the season. So he's up good. I significantly see that staying on course. The Giants, as long as they're in competitive games, they're going to try to establish a run each and every week they're playing. So Saquon Barkley's volume is going to be through the roof for the rest of the year. You would assume, yeah, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think there's going to be – they play the, the Eagles two more times, so there's some – Openings on the Eagles. Ready for the Giants for the next run. five games? Oh, I know what they are. They're against the NFC East. Yeah, I know. And then they it's end. And then they end with the Eagles. They have. They a got game the Colts in there. The Vikings too. Do they have the Colts in there? Yeah, the yeah, Colts they, and the, the Vikings. Are are the, only, the Colts are their only team that they have left on their schedule with a losing record. That they're going to be favored for. Yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, they could be favored to get at home against the the Commanders. No questions. Oh yeah. Them. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. They could be. Um, another one, obviously, a superstar that we talked about before. We talked about Pacheco already. We talked about Mahomes. How about Travis Kelsey? The guy scores three times a week. It's like insanity right now what he's doing and what he's able to do going forward. It's like, yes, you've added these significant pieces on the outside. Juju, Vantis Scantling, um, uh, Valdez Scantling, sorry. Uh, who? Even Tony. Kadarius Tony. Hello, darkness. Fine. That was the friend. air coming out, the wind coming out of my Bro, sails, the air, whatever you want to call it. I can't believe I'm still not over that, to be honest with you. Like, just didn't see the fit. We're like, yeah, here comes the breakout game. We're all waiting for well, it. Here he, we go. He injured his hamstring. Oh, just get him on the field. <laughs> like, that's so, I'm so mad. I was like, dude, I'm not like, again, I didn't put a lot of money in his stock, but I was sitting there. I'm like, well, 
I just like to be right. You know what I mean? Like, I just like our shows to be accurate and correct. I mean, while we do give you the facts, I do like to have a nice prediction come true once in a while. So we're all in on Tony, and he's just like, yeah, that's cool, guys. No, yeah, I'm but good. it's not over yet. <laughs> no, it's not over yet. We'll see. Um, other side of the coin, there are some significant heavy hitters that have fallen off the face of the earth. And my question to you is, is a yes or no? Bounce back, and I'm talking about this season and going forward. So, pre like, Jonathan predict Taylor? the future. No, no, no. I haven't. Taylor's yes. not on there. Taylor's actually, I believe, I, I, I didn't look at Taylor, but but yes, I, I think actually, he bounces back. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just now. Now you're making me look him up because now I'm actually kind of curious that I didn't write Jonathan Taylor down. Jonathan Taylor for the season is actually down 14. percent So yes, you could see a significant bounce back. Yes or no? C.J. Azuma is down 44 percent since signing with the Jets. No, Tyler Conklin. That's it, right? Took his job. That's it. He's yeah. done. So that, that uh, again, that's a stock that if you were got, there was a lot of hype surrounding this guy. Hey, the Jets finally got a tight end. Here we go. You know, and nothing panned out. I got one. He's one of your favorite players in the league, if not your favorite player in the league. Baker Mayfield's down thirty nine percent. He's got benched against Sam Darnold. Will be starting this week. Is it over for Baker? It's over. For it's Baker. over for Baker. Okay, a three legged donkey. He <laughs> saw that, right? That's what Steve Smith said. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm not having a three legged donkey quarterback. The Carolina. Yeah, Panthers. Steve Smith going hard in the paint. Um, here's one that might be a little bit harder. Mac Jones down 36 percent this year. Clearly, Bailey Zappi was breathing down his neck for a little while. Bailey Zappi is one of the biggest movers in the world because of that fact. But now, do you believe in a Mac Jones resurgence on his career going forward? When you say resurgence, I mean... I mean, no question about it. He's the starting quarterback in New England for the next three years. Yes. Okay. I think Mac Jones, they're going to... He, he's better than Bailey Zappi. He gives him better chances it's, to win. It's apparent. I mean, yeah. that's the chosen one right there. Um, in the noodle arm, Zach Wilson couldn't complete 10 passes. And, noodle arm. Uh, the <laughs> Also, the noodle arm, Mac Jones, he completed a bunch of passes. He had 240-something yards in that game All right. in the wind, no less. <laughs> yeah, right? Zach. So Take noodle, notes, bro. You can throw the ball in the wind. Yeah, Mac Jones, I think he's a decent, bad-weather quarterback. He has a nice ball. And yeah, I do believe that Bill Belichick and whatever they're thinking about, maybe they'll have Josh McDaniels back by week one next year. December 15th. <laughs> So anyway, uh, two, two more. Najee Harris is it? It's very, very interesting. I know this was a one that I'm talking. People jumped <laughs> in fantasy drafts to try to get this guy. It was I was a victim of it. I thought I he failed to me at six. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's Najee Harris. I feel he's down thirty six, thirty one percent right now. I feel betrayed. By right, Najee Harris. This one did us dirty. My preseason projections for Najee. I just thought he was going to be the entire Steelers offense, and he might be still. But they just I mean, don't Jalen Warren is also I mean, Mike Tomlin. Look, how do you feel about Jalen Warren's first? But well, he didn't piss down his leg. There hasn't been many <laughs> okay. highlight reel runs out of Najee this year, but over the last couple of weeks, he's actually creating plays in the open space by himself. He had that hurdle touchdown against mm. the Bengals. I'm not completely back in on Najee because I worry a lot about their quarterback situation. I know Kenny Pickett. There's going to be some time for him to get his his feet underneath him, but. It might be too much time in the running back position in the NFL with the usage that Pittsburgh is typically giving their backs. I don't know. He's already older than than most guys that are in year two, mm, right, by a full true. year or two. And he has all that tread on the tires over at Alabama. I worry about Najee Harris. I'm going to stay away from him. I'm not going to short him by any stretch because I do think he's a talented player. 
And Pittsburgh is one of those teams that they might have one bad year and then all of a sudden be right back in the thick of things. True, so. it's true. And it's a Mike Tomlin vehicle. And I know that a lot of people don't like Mike Tomlin. I'm not but. shorting Najee, but I'm certainly not going long. He just could just stay over there. Okay, and he'll be over here with me. Um, one last guy, I think I already know your answer, just based off of what we said about him. And he just suffered a season-ending injury, Kyle Pitts. Right now, since draft day, he's been down significant. Since the beginning of this year, he's down another 23%. Is this a very, very good buy-low situation right now for Kyle Pitts? Not right now, but it is a good buy-low situation. Kyle Pitts is, there's no... I mean, it, can he, he can't fall anymore, right? I mean, I mean, he, he, I don't know that I he, he could. could fall, I don't know that he could fall anymore. Maybe a setback with the injury if his yeah. rehab doesn't go well. But it's only an MCL, right? Yeah. If it was a week one injury, he'd probably be talking about coming back this season. That's true. Um if they were a playoff team, they might be putting them back at some point in the playoffs, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's going to be the case this year for them. The division's still within reach, so it's not all lost, but I'm not sure we're going to see Kyle Pitts on the field anymore this year. Did they announce he's out for the year, or was it just one From of From what I've seen, Schefter said it was it was the year. Yeah, it makes the most sense. I mean, just, look at the Falcons right now. Yeah, I mean, just like, to push well, it back, push it back. And then losing Kyle Pitts doesn't help their chances no, by any stretch. No, it doesn't. So we'll see how it plays out, but I don't think that the Falcons announced him out. So you could see him come back at some point. I just don't – I hope not. And I don't think he's a buy now, buy low right now, but I do think maybe around mid-off season after the draft, Kyle Pitts is going to be a starting tight end in Atlanta. And to what I said yesterday, he's probably got the most yards by a tight end ever through and his you first 20-something games. And you would think it's the Desmond Ritter show next year, you would think, right? I mean, that's it can't be Mariota for his second year. It can be. Um, I don't I, I, I think what happens is – Mariota was a stopgap to me. I think Desmond Ritter – but he was a two-year stopgap. Desmond Ritter that's has true. a chance to go into camp next year and compete for the Big job, guy. and I think right. that's what happens. If Desmond Ritter's job to lose, maybe, mm. but don't be surprised if very much like a Jimmy G situation without the injury happens. I'm with it. All right, let's play some football, right? <laughs> Thanksgiving's all about football. You guys, what? Or dare I say a Geno Smith-Drew Locke situation. Okay, that makes sense. Where the, the vet just keeps the job. Thanksgiving Day is tomorrow, and I hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. And, in fact, the best part about Thanksgiving, outside the whole friends and family thing, is football. It's the third F of this uh, entire equation. And we start at 1230 with the Buffalo Bills heading on down to Detroit to face the, yes, I'm about to say this, the red-hot Detroit Lions, who have won three straight games. Dan Campbell's gone playing inspired. He's very excited about the the idea that Detroit will be rocking uh, on Thanksgiving Day for the first time in what feels like forever on Thanksgiving. Usually by Thanksgiving, the Lions are completely, completely out of any kind of playoff talk or any kind of just relevant talk. This year, for whatever reason, you know, they, they've showed up. They've had some serious offense. And I think the Lions, I'm going to say this right now, the Lions are winning tomorrow. The Lions are winning on Thanksgiving and they're beating the Buffalo Bills. Come back at me on Friday. Go for it. I don't care. But I think they're playing inspired football. I think the Bills, while I know they need a get-right game, right? I well, knew they that. just won. They did, but I'm saying, like, I and still feel pretty much dominated that yeah, game. Yeah, but people are still kind of now they're a little on the fence with the Bills, and I still think the Bills are one of the best teams in football right now. But when you look at this game as far as the mojo market is concerned, you start to worry about, you know, the the bad, bad defense for the Detroit Lions as far as what they give up. They're giving up 273 a game through the air against a Bills team that are salivating to get back right officially. Yeah, they, do, they don't do anything well defensively. They make big plays at, at certain points, but Detroit, they're a better team than I thought they were, I have to admit, right? They're on a three-game win streak. They won two road games in a row. But I could, I could sum this game up to 
I'll make it a little analogy here. Do you ever see the movie Great White Hype? You gonna with, embarrass me on national with, TV? With Peter Berg and, <laughs> and Damon Wayans. Well, this is a very uh, fair equivalent here, where everybody right now is kind of thinking Buffalo is going to coast uh, coast through this game, or at least they people think that Buffalo thinks that. Um, it's going to happen. Maybe Detroit comes out firing a little early, and then right around the second quarter, the Buffalo, Grim Reaper Roper just yeah, takes over. Grim Reaper Roper <laughs> knocks uh, Detroit completely unconscious. They're not going to be able to stop the Bills. It's Thanksgiving. It's in front of the entire country. Josh Allen's going to eat some turkey. Yeah, Let's we'll just be see. sure. Uh, one quick note, or at least a, a question for you. Amon Ross St. Brown, <laughs> all right, he's up 20% on the year since the start of the year, and I know there's a lot of hype going into him. Would this be a good buy-now situation for this sole purpose? We're weeks away from Jameson Williams now. This dude's going to get open a lot. Yeah, James, Jameson Williams finally has a projection. Really? On the Sleeper app and ESPN. Really? So it's like you can no longer keep – I mean, you can because he's still on the pup. But I would imagine that a little bit of time goes by and you're not going to be able to have Jamison Williams on the IR anymore. So maybe, I mean, both of them, I'm in on both. I love him on Ross St. Brown. I wish he would be able to stay a little more healthy. But that's the NFL for you. Everybody kind of gets nicked up here and there. When he's on the field, he's as good as advertised, if not better. I think he was like the 11th receiver drafted in his class. Clearly much better than that. I don't know. I wonder where he is in all time. In through through games, you know, if he's played in let's say 18, 20 games right now, where is he at all time? Because I know he had a he had an eight game stretch last year where it was like maybe one of the best eight game stretches ever by a rookie, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Because there's been some really good ones in this league, more recent than anything. Uh, I would I would say yeah, buy in on Amon Ross St. Brown, but also make sure that you buy in on Jamison Williams. I mean, too. you've only been saying that since we started this show, um, and not just this show. I'm talking about the inception of the show uh, many but moves I think, ago. It I feels think like. Buffalo uh, kicks Detroit's teeth in in this game. I think you could get in on a Stephon Diggs easy money in this one prop bet situation, and it's good for the market too because obviously touchdowns are worth more than anything else. Yes or no? Jamal Williams gets in the end zone. No. Wow. No. After his touchdown performance it's gonna last be, it's week. Gonna be tough to, it's going to be tough to keep on running the ball when you're down All right. 25. Okie dokie. That's fine. All right, let's move on to the 425 game, which I have some serious interest in, and that is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York football Giants. Both teams coming in 7-3. and three. Uh, Dallas Cowboys coming off a thrashing of the Vikings, and, of course, the Giants are coming off, and we just talked about the Lions. Um, you know, they tripped up at the Meadowlands, or MetLife, or whatever you're calling it nowadays. Uh, but, yeah, so this game in particular, both teams kind of trending in the different directions, but, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I hate that. It's a division game after all. The Giants are coming in very, very hobbled. Both defenses are good against the run. And can I ask you a question? As you're on your little website there, and I know you're looking at it, can you please tell me who the number one defense in DVOA is right now? Yes. I'll tell you who it is. You don't have to look it up because I saw it yesterday. It is the Dallas Cowboys. So right now. Oh, isn't that funny? It's yes. actually their second. Who's first? Patriots. Go figure. No, no, they're first. The Cowboys are first. <laughs> My stats. Uh, but I, I read that yesterday. They can they move like by the hour? Well, no, you, right? Because they just played a game. Well, it was updated eleven twenty-two. That's today, twenty twenty-two. That was yesterday ah. at twelve thirty in the afternoon. PM, yeah, yeah. So the Cowboys are number one. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just saying they can they can adjust it. It's called the adjusted line yards. No, they adjust they, they adjusted after the Monday night game. And that's it for the week. Keep adjusting. <laughs> anyway, the Cowboys defense is finally in, in the conversation of being the best in the league. I can tell you the Cowboys are good in things, and I'll tell you where they are first in if you'd like. Sure. Defensively. Yeah, why not? All keep, right. Defense. Play on. Play on. Here we go. All right. Let's so go. 
Because this is this is very they're they're first in adjusted sack rate, um, but they were first by a large margin, and New England is rapidly closing the gap on them. But it's not really like New England's closing the gap; it's just Dallas kind of tailed off. And this all has to do with the Giants' years. offense right now, because again, <laughs> Daniel Jones is expected to move around that pocket a lot. Uh, Saquon Barkley, who's had himself again, we just talked about him a really good year so far. So what? Can you expect when when the Cowboys defense are, are are pinning their ears back and they're they're doing what they're doing on defense with the loss of Wandell Robinson, which again we we read about that on the Mojo uh, Market Report uh, online, they're they're dropping like flies, sir. You know, so it's it's a very um, yeah. interesting situation in New York right now. So right now it's a scary game for me in terms of the point spread because yeah, given that many points just hear me out I know, hear me out i don't like it um, at all actually <laughs> it's a lot right of now. points and it's very disrespectful to a team that's been winning a lot of football games so the giants should come in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder mm. right now the cowboys are riding a nice win right on a short week so there probably hasn't been too much focus and i'm only saying this because this is how the nfl works short week riding high giants right now are reeling a little bit they're coming off some bad loss uh on the road, short week, Brian Dayball might have this team ready to go. I, I, I think sure Dallas should win it. the game, and I know we're not talking about who's going to win and who's going to lose, but I do think there's some openings here for Saquon. Dallas has been susceptible, really not so much last week because nobody did anything against that defense last week. Vikings got completely shut down. But there was – I'm not going to say that's an anomaly because, you know, Dallas's defense is as good as advertised, but – Vikings being shut down that bad and the defense playing as good as they did at the same time might be a slight anomaly. I don't know if they're going to be able to deliver that same type of run defense against a team that's going to be completely committed to running the football against them. So I think Dallas wins the game because the Giants won't be able to keep up. But I think Saquon will have a little bit of success and he's not going to really far, fall too far. If he goes down, it's going to be because he doesn't explode but I do think Saquon's going to have a nice game in this one. And Flip they side. better because Dallas will destroy them. Flip if he side, doesn't. are you still riding the Tony Pollard high going into this game? You think he's going to? Yeah, the Giants right now, they give up deep. They do well um, most of the game stopping the run. Like they don't give up big chunks. But now we watch we watched what Pollard did through the area. But they're very susceptible to the big play. And okay. I think Tony Pollard is a big play waiting to happen against that Giant defense. And you'll probably see it a couple times. I know A5 over there is just like just writing down though. He's like, this sucks so bad. Well, I mean, like the Giants <laughs> defense and the Giants offense for that matter, both sides of the ball, they were really bad uh analytically for the first six, seven weeks. And it was like trying to figure yeah, out a way seven they were gonna, team in the, in the trying to figure out a way they're gonna be good. And I kept fading them, fading them, fading them, and they kept proving me wrong, proving me wrong. Well. And then all of a sudden I started saying, you know what, as I'm looking at the analytics, the Giants are starting to climb and make things actually like realistic. Like this team deserves to be winning some football games. And right as that happened, they started losing football games. Mm. So mm, we'll see mm, how mm. the Giants go from this point on. But very interesting, if not the most interesting team in football right now, just to figure out what Anthony, how did you really write to Dakota Prescott on this on this preview sheet here? <laughs> Rain, Dakota Rain, Rain Dakota Prescott. Absolutely. Have yourself a turkey leg. All right. One more game on uh, Thursday night, which we just talked about both of these teams, as a matter of fact, and that's the Patriots and the Vikings. We're talking about the Patriots because, again, they're DVOA and defense. They're playing good defensive football. You watched it against the Jets, held the Jets three points. Yeah, I mean, having two Jet games against Zach Wilson-led offense in the last month that helps. helps. That helps. It does help, sure. your, help the cause. Uh, but the Patriots right now are playing decent football. Again, you can't write them off. They're 6-4, and four, just like the Jets. They moved into third. Mac Jones has had himself a, a a tough sledding year, man. I mean, he's four touchdowns to seven picks. He ain't looking that good. Kirk Cousins is coming off the worst 
performance uh, mentally, you would think. Like, again, the stat line last week, probably it didn't look good on the stat line at all. I think it was like, I don't know, 100 yards plus or whatever. But Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, who are you leaning on this one? Neither of Neither those of guys. <laughs> I figured that was coming. Um, it's just not a good spot for Cousins right now. This defense, the Patriots defense, is really good against the pass. Uh, they're getting to the quarterback at an extremely high rate right now. And the, I thought the Jets' offensive line was pro, uh, protecting a little bit better. But it's just Judon right now and the schemes that the Patriots are drawing up. It's really hard to stop that pass rush. And it doesn't matter who's in the back end. Like, Troy Brown won them a Super Bowl at cornerback 20 it's years true. ago. And it, since then, it's just they've been making... They've been making starting corners like it's like a pipeline. Go to New England, play a year or two, and then go get a big contract somewhere else. Fail, and then go back to New England and <laughs> succeed. It's like crazy. I feel uh, like Jamie Collins is another one. He's been a Patriot like 13 Well, that times. was a penalty. That was a punishment. Um, Bill Belichick didn't like him. He's like, we're going to ship you off to Cleveland. Yeah, and, and then they, they got him back. And they, <laughs> like, yeah, I think he's back. re-signed a third time. I think <laughs> Jamie Collins is a three-time Patriot. Um Curious to know about the running situation right now. Both teams are have some significant running backs behind them. We're talking about the Vikings with Dalvin Cook and, of course, Ramon J. Stevenson and the resurging Damian Harris. We kind of wrote him off last week. He had himself a decent day against the Jets last week. Is there any running back player having on Thursday night for your dessert? Um, you know about my opinion on Ram Stevenson. Ram. I'm all in on Ramondre. He's getting the ball 20 times minimum this game, I think. He's going to get handed the ball a lot. I don't know if Damian Harris is fully good to go. He hasn't been all year, it seems like. And even when he is, mm -hmm. it's still the Ramondre Stevenson show. I worry a little bit about Dalvin Cook because just the Patriots defense. I, I think it's going to be tough sledding in this one for the for the Vikings. Uh, as much as like we were talking about the Giants, the Vikings are 8-2 and two right now. They had a couple gift wins, I think. If you look at the Detroit game, Detroit did everything in their power to lose that football game, and they had a wall, almost like a walk-off touchdown by Osborne after trailing the entire game. Mm. We all know what happened in the Buffalo game. Riding that high, they got completely pasted by Dallas. They're the first team in NFL history, and it's absurd that I'm about to say this stat. They're 8-2, and two, and their point differential is negative. Yes, I did see that. I saw that negative. stat. That's right? kind so of insane. defense really struggles. They've been very lucky, and they've blown some bad teams out. They did beat Buffalo, but other than that... Yeah, any, but I'm any, hoping a dream. Other than that, any good team that they've played, they got the shit beat out of them by. <laughs> and I, excuse my language, but <laughs> we watched Philly destroy them, right, on, yeah. on primetime. Yeah, and then rough. we just saw Dallas eat them up. So are they for real in the NFC? I think they're not. Programming note, it's Kirk Cousins in primetime. <laughs> and we're going to see uh, if he <laughs> can smash the stigma. <laughs> so, those are your Thanksgiving Day games. We hope everybody enjoys. We would like you to do us a favor and get on over to mojo.com. And, of course, follow us on all the socials. You could do that. Head on over to Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, TikTok. And, of course, they're at Mojo. Very easy to find us. Join the Discord, a little conversation piece over there each and every day as the weeks progress. You find out how people are doing in their stocks, who they're going long on, short on. Don't just take our opinion for it. There's people out there that are making some serious wads of cash right now in the mojo market. So do that and do that responsibly, please. Don't go crazy. Don't go mortgaging your house or taking out any second mortgages or anything like that. Do it responsibly. Have some fun on the mojo market. Have some fun on Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey for Dave Sturchio. Chris Gucci, A5 behind the glass. A very happy Thanksgiving from the Mojo Market Report to everybody at home. And we'll see you guys back here on Friday to preview uh, week number 12. See you later. <laughs>